For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you uh, here on the Believe Network. And uh, we really inundated you with uh, assortment. <laughs> Of NBA experts on last week's <laughs> programs here on Believe. And, of course, uh, well, I mean, you know, they had uh, some measure of success in trying to figure out what was going on or what was about to transpire. And uh, also there's usually a profound element of failure. And uh, we're not ashamed to admit to that. Uh, I, I became almost convinced. And, and you know, sometimes... You have to really watch it, especially if uh, you're going to gamble on these sort of things, which is all anybody's encouraging you to do. Did you see Adam Silver there with a DraftKings hat on and a wad of exactly. uh, $100 bills? He had like a pile of sticks, like an accordion. Exactly. He was uh, showing it, saying, hey, I'm betting parlays. I got the T-Wolves money line. Uh, that, that's uh, what, what it's come to in the world of sport. It's just one giant gambling promotion uh, after another. And, uh, you know, which is fine because uh, we've been advocates of this uh, forever. And yet, if you uh, at all had an inclination to think, I see, I, I think Philadelphia is a very dangerous team in the postseason that we know that uh, that's been the case in the past. And what do they do? They, they get by in their first round, somehow get knocked out in the second round. They never make it to the uh, destination of choice, which is uh, even a crack at the championship. Holy Allen Iverson, how long has it been for the Philadelphia 76ers? Oh. With apologies to Billy Cunningham and all of the great uh, Dr. J, all of the great Sixers that have played there. Moses Malone schwitzing all over the floor <laughs> there and uh, working his eyeballs out to try and get him a title. Nothing, right? But, uh, you know, nothing since. Anyway, uh, they're oh, what? Lone championship. Philadelphia 76ers of the modern era. I guess, uh, what, did they win some with Wilt when they were the Philadelphia Warriors? Might have, but uh, not knowing the complete history off the top of my head of the Sixers, it's been a long, long time. They were involved in a process, were they not? The Philadelphia 76ers forever. Yes. They invented they the word the process. process. Yes. The, the yeah. term stick with the process started with the Sixers. Is it a decade ago already? Wow, I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah. about a decade or so ago. Well, what are they processing? Subpoenas? Where nobody wants to answer the door. I mean, <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> process servers have better success uh, than the uh, process did in, in Philadelphia. Anyway, it does look like uh, they were on the threshold. Uh, of course, uh, at one time they were counting on Ben Simmons being a part of that. And he is a mystery man. Huh? How, how many shots of Ben Simmons can you see during a Brooklyn Nets game? Realizing that the guy hasn't played a game in like a year and change. Ben Simmons. And I don't know how influential he's going to be in that series. Uh, would you think that he can actually peel himself literally off the mat, Mike Luby Lubitz, Ben Simmons, and come in and be a contributor now for the Brooklyn Nets? No, no, no. I mean, not Is that the- possible, or would that just be a total foul-up on the part of Steve Nash and Nets press to insert this guy in the lineup? What do you think? Well, as we've talked to, we talked to three different NBA 
don't know about experts, but people yes. that cover the NBA well last week, and they all Analysts. said a very similar. Yes. They all said a very similar thing in the sense that he hasn't played this whole time. Now he's going to come in and play and uh, be a big part. Like, it, look, we saw it down here with with the Heat. They tried to insert two professionals that were better on paper, right? Morris and Old Depot are better than Struess and. Martin or Yosevin or any of the guys that the Heat were putting in, but it didn't work out that way because those guys had built a rapport, because those guys had had a connection with the players already in the rotation, it fouled everything up. They had the worst four games they've had all season, and Spolster said, all right, look, if we can work you guys, and we can, but I'm not going to force it. To force in Simmons, now look, the Nets should have won that game. Like, by all accounts, like, they were they were down early, but once they, they took control of that game, that fourth quarter was theirs. To now throw in Simmons, like, who's going to have to have the ball, so you're taking it out of Kyrie and... Lousy well, free-throw shooter, he too. He can't yeah. shoot free throws. He doesn't even want to shoot free, free throws. Like, if you put him in just for defense, the ball's going to go in his hands, and they're going to foul him. Like, to me, I mean, if, you, if you're up big or down big and you want to test it out, fine, but to really put him in as, like, a key factor, I think you're just messing with success. Uh, it would strike me that way also because uh, I wasn't overwhelmingly impressed with the way he performed in clutch situations, which is uh, what really that was his issue. Uh, overwhelmingly illustrated uh, all of the problems that he was having there uh, in Philadelphia. As, uh, you know, in the clutch, he's going in for a dunk. He passes the ball off underneath the basket, uh, not even wanting to take the shot at that point. And, of course, at the free throw line, he was a disaster in uh, clutch spots. So yep. kind of gave uh, the other team an easy out uh, defensively. Uh, the defensive stand of the Celtics on the final possession uh, was great. Great. And it shows you it also illustrates and illuminates the, the point that you were making about the Miami Heat, Luby, and that is uh, Yogi Berra City, right? It pays to have deep depth yeah. where you can get away with, uh, you know, an above-average game from uh, your biggest star, Jimmy Butler, but uh, nonetheless, nothing spectacular. It's not like uh, he had like 38 points and some no, no. monster effort. And uh, you, you can also have a completely off game by your uh, sixth man of the year candidate, Tyler Hero, who was brilliant uh, all season long and always provided a giant spark. You can bench a guy who you had as a starter at the beginning of the season, and now he comes in because you have the, this depth. You, you get Duncan Robinson having sensational game. And you're not going to beat a team that has a guy that goes eight for nine on threes no, no. if the rest of the team is functioning, and especially uh, coming in on tired legs like the uh, Atlanta Hawks did. Uh, I mean, they look like they really did. I mean, if you watch the 15th round of the <laughs> Wepner Ali fight, it was like five Wepners were taking the floor. There. <laughs> hey, Chuck, shoot the ball. You're just hoping that they uh, can stand up and survive. Uh, Trey Young was uh, eliminated from the ball game essentially uh, by swarming Heat defense uh, that held him for one to one for twelve in, in that contest. But uh, uh, best game, the Thriller in Manila game, uh, certainly with the Ali reference was uh, Celtics Nets, and the Nets have this game in the bag, but uh, they had only two guys they could rely on. And, uh, you know, that, that last possession and when Kyrie Irving uh, dribbled around and couldn't find anywhere to get up a shot, uh, he ended up uh, throwing uh, the ball at the last second to Durant for a desperation heave. Uh, Celtics get the rebound and come down and with no time on the clock, somehow execute a pass to the yeah. inside. Oh, my God. And uh, get uh, Jason Tatum to make the game winning layup, which uh, I mean, it's a crushing defeat, is it not? Yep. Would you figure, I mean, uh, it is true, I, I guess, to an extent. Like, if you get blown out like the Hawks did. You just write it off. Uh, are you not somewhat better off? You can, you can just shrug your shoulders and say, yeah, we had dead legs. We came in here. We played those two real tough games. Yeah. 
Are you not better off than you are if you, you just uh, annihilated it at the last second uh, from every uh, emotional standard? When a guy goes in and does a 360 spin around your player and puts in a layup with no time left on the oh clock to God. beat you by one at the garden after you've been cursing at the fans and screaming and yeah. flashing, you know, every obscene gesture that you can think of while having a marvelous ball game, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, just uh, unbelievable how, uh, you know, this guy is able to create space for himself and finish. Uh, fantastic. But, um, yeah, that's going to be, it uh, looks like uh, uh, a beauty of a series. Yes. And a uh, great opportunity for the Brooklyn Nets goes out the window there because imagine if they were lining up for the second game. Up 1-0. Up 1-0 on the uh, Celtics' home wood. That would have been a real opportunity for them to uh, once again do what they did last year, and that's uh, send the Celtics home packing yep. and uh, wondering what the hell happened to our brilliant season. That uh, would have been it. I mean, uh, the, the playoffs interesting from a number of different standpoints. I guess the big surprise, you know, we were talking about all the experts, and last week on the show we had Sean Devaney. Uh, he, he's with Heavy.com, been with a lot of different organizations yep. as a basketball writer. Uh, Brian Mahoney from the Associated Press, been there forever and uh, does a great job. Uh, Howard Beck, been real everywhere. authoritative Every basketball commentator. Well-respected. I mean, uh, we've known him uh, going all the way back to uh, his days at Bleacher Report. And uh, Sirius has a heart attack when he talks about basketball. Uh, They all said the same thing, though, uh, getting back to that Philadelphia series, that the Raptors were going to be a tough out, and they weren't sure about Harden. And, uh, you know, it turned out that uh, that was one of the bigger blowouts uh, of the uh, opening offerings there, the initial games of the uh, first round of the postseason uh western conference uh, kind of went according to plan except, except. for uh, minnesota <laughs> and memphis yeah oh we talk to people about what about the grizzlies we keep forgetting the grizzlies yeah. you, the you grizzlies. love the grizzlies going into this thing they may still prevail in the series fine. but you know what I, I the timberwolves weren't bad at the end of the season no they were really good and the, the reason the timberwolves were a team people forgot was the kid that may end up being the best player is a rookie this year but Anthony Edwards is great. Like, Anthony Edwards yeah. is a guy that people, because he was at Georgia, and Georgia sucked when he was there, he does everything. He is the definition of what you want in the modern-day guy. Like, he can shoot threes. He can get to the basket. He defends uh, perimeter really well. He can pass. Like, the kid's a beast. And as the season went on, he got better and better and better. And now Carl Anthony Towns doesn't have to be the guy. Like, you have him with Edwards and then D'Angelo Russell. That's that, and that was why I kept asking about the Grizzlies because I wondered, yeah, they're playing great in the regular season. What are they going to be in the playoffs? I think they'll get through this series, but the fact that they were the one real favorite that struggled and then lost is not good for their confidence as a team that is young, and that was their big question mark. Can they do it in the playoffs? Well, we'll see. I mean, maybe they just had a bad game. I didn't see too much in that ball game. I, I saw some highlights. Um, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is having a real good season. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Edwards, uh, you know, been uh, sensational all year long. Uh, Timberwolves played some pretty good basketball uh, all throughout the year. Uh, You know, they had a couple of stretches like all teams do where they didn't look all that sharp. But uh, for the most part, I I thought they were very contentious and, you know, represented a a real challenge. Now they uh, absolutely do up one nothing and having the gated home court advantage for the time being in their series against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Golden State, I I think, was a little bit of an eye-opener there. Golden State Warriors going against the uh, Denver Nuggets. And um, uh, Jokic, uh, you know, playing good ball, but not getting a ton of support uh, from elsewhere around that lineup. And, uh, you know, Golden State, all of a sudden, 
Steph Curry back in. Uh, he wasn't razor sharp, especially in the beginning of the game. He kind of found the stroke a little bit later on. Can a couple of threes. Uh, was not even needed as an overwhelming factor in this game. Uh, they've developed a new star in this kid, Poole. And uh, you know that Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are certainly uh, playoff tested, if you will. And uh, they, they looked sharp uh, in their ballgame. It re- really did uh, look impressive and, and made you think, you know, Phoenix is no cinch necessarily to uh, get out of the West, uh, even, you know, with all due respect to uh, Memphis maybe getting it together. But Golden State now lo- looms as a real threat, do they not? Well, they, to me, they're the second best team in the West. And they're the one team that I think give the Suns the most trouble because as good as the Suns are defensively with a Bridges, and he's a defensive player of the year candidate, even though Bam isn't, which I'll never, I'll never understand. The rest of that team is okay defensively, not great. Paul was a good defender, but he's old. Uh, Booker's gotten better defensively, but he's not great. Aiden's an, a good interior defender, but he's not elite for as athletic and as big as he is. So the reason the Warriors are were probably the thorn in the side for the Suns was they had all these shooters. And the Suns couldn't defend it. Well, if Curry's hurt and then you have a struggling Clay, that's an issue. Well, that didn't look like the case. Curry didn't wasn't great offensively, but he definitely helped a lot. And you could tell, okay, he's gonna get back into it. And Clay looked like Clay. Draymond was very helpful. Poole was great. Like they look like the team that I wouldn't make them the favorite, but at least it feels like the Suns may have some pressure on them out west when going into the playoffs, it didn't feel like that. Yesterday, uh, two favorites prevail uh, against the point spread, and uh, two underdogs uh, go ahead and cover and get within the points. So uh, 500 on that. Uh, Three games on tap tonight in the NBA postseason as you get the resumption of those series that began on Saturday in three cases. And then uh, Grizzlies-Timberwolves will be tomorrow night as they uh, continue the first round. But uh, three games uh, on the schedule tonight. So uh, let's pick some losers for the people out there that follow After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Let's see what we think here. Uh, Jazz, four and a half on the road. Uh, Their favorite four and a half over the Mavericks without Luka Doncic. That's already been confirmed. Uh, Oh, wow. By the way, too, I mean, I I don't know. This was a very late announcement, but uh, imagine if you had gotten down on that Clippers game last week. Yeah, but no Paul George. And then found out late in the day that Paul George wasn't playing. That was annoying. Their only hope. That was annoying. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. I mean, some people might have known that. Uh, that, That's insider trading, is it not? That's annoying. Only Martha Stewart. I mean, uh, you should do time for having that information and not releasing it to the general public. <laughs> yeah, they like, and then taking advantage of it on the money line. Yeah, because you could have gotten goodness. money in before because it came out after all of our action last week. Like, I was all I, – yeah. I felt, look, the Clippers hung in that game. So, it, I, I felt like I would have been right. If Paul George played, the Clippers would have won that game. But, like, later in the day, they're like, yeah, Paul George isn't playing, by the way. It's like, what? That, that came <laughs> like, very late. That's a load of garbage. <laughs> like, What? Game time decision. I, you know, they, they told you that uh, after, you know, they tipped off the ball. Unbelievable. That was like annoying. All right. Uh, so, yeah. And, and without uh, Luka Doncic, uh, I, I would think that the Jazz uh, probably prevail again. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, four and a half points on the road. But uh, the Utah Jazz uh, often overlook because uh, they play in Utah where uh, nobody in their right mind except the Osmonds would want to go. Or uh, Juan Antonio Samaranch when he got all of that money and uh, that suitcase full of jewelry that he got from the uh, – U.S. Olympic Committee to uh, have the games, the winter games that time at Salt Lake. Why, you ever see a happier guy coming out of like, uh, you know, a snowstorm than Juan Antonio Samaranch? Never. Uh, when he got that uh, bribery money. Uh, all right. So I- I'm thinking the Jazz probably prevailed again. Uh, you know, maybe uh, the uh, guys without Doncic for uh, the Mavericks give it, uh, you know, a, a real 
you know, just bold effort here tonight, but I'd be inclined to lay the points. What about you, Libby? Laying the points with the Jazz four and a hook. Yeah, well, I, I'm seeing five and a hook now, so if you got four and a hook, good for you. Um, okay. I, I, look, and they were in it a little bit. It wasn't just a blowout from the get, but eventually no. the Jazz are going to pull away. They're just without – look, they already – the Mavs already don't have enough with Luka. <laughs> like, so yeah. without Luka, I can't even name more – maybe there's – I think the Finney-Smith guy is still there, but outside of that, I can't name anyone. On the Mavs, the Jazz. Right. And, and, and this player, I mean, I, I would imagine the uh, Mavericks, uh, they might even be slight favorites at home or pick them. So uh, Luca, according to the uh, gamblers and, and uh, the line makers, was worth uh, four and a half at least. Yeah. And then uh, now you're saying the betters are enhancing that and uh, pushed it yep. all the way up to uh, five and a hook. Yep. 76ers land six and a half. Are the Raptors uh, going to be, and, and this is where our experts uh, seem to all be in agreement. They had me convinced that the Raptors were the wise guy uh, team that uh, Nick Nurse, being a great coach, was going to rally his team. Siakam, uh, obviously, uh, you know, battle-tested in these situations and has come through before, and uh, that they were going to be a very menacing presence for the Philadelphia 76ers. And, and that may turn out to be the case, but it certainly wasn't in game number one. So do you see the Sixers demonstrating uh, enough of an advantage to be willing to lay six and a half points against the Raptors, or do the Raptors give it everything they've got to uh, try and steal that game on the Sixers' homewood and go back to Toronto with a real advantage, which they will have enhanced by the fact that uh, and the guy's name escapes me. The defensive guy starts with a T for uh, the 76ers. Unvaccinated, can't go to the country. Oh, T-Bolt? So, Isn't it uh, T-Bolt? Yeah, yes. He's out for uh, oh, the – not tonight, but uh, yeah. for the uh, games in Toronto. So uh, that, that could be a real setback for him. But what about tonight? Six and a half, 76ers, or do you think the Raptors, Raptors. redeem themselves and prove our experts right? Like, I think Hawks fans that are like, well, it was just a whatever. I think you're right. I think uh, Trey will play better. But, again, I think the Heat are just a better team. In that series, the Sixers have the bigger stars, but the Raptors are the deeper and better team overall. So, I think the Sixers probably end up winning the series. But I I think that was, of all the game ones, the most the biggest misnomer for what the series is going to be. I don't think our NBA guys were wrong. I just think game one, the Sixers came out in on all cylinders. But that's a problem with Harden. It's not like he's never had moments in the playoffs. It's that he's not consistent in the playoffs. Same thing with Embiid. He disappears in game seven. And, that, but, well, disappear in games, plural. Yeah. So I, I feel like the Raptors, they, they're going to come out, and you're going to see a much better effort from them in this game. And I can see the Raptors evening this series. I think the Sixers will end up winning in like six. But the Raptors are going to get a game or two. Like they're not going to go out. That team played way too well the last month or couple months of the season to just fall on their sword. Like I don't see that happening. All right, I don't know about laying a six and a half. Uh, that, that one <laughs> I probably would pass on. Yeah, I, would take, uh, I guess uh, you know we're here on the podcast, so uh, we should come up with an opinion. Uh, you can. Go uh, I'm going to say Raptors stay within six and a half. Sixers yeah, yeah. win the ball game. That's a nice amount of. Points. All right. All right, so I want to take the dog there. So uh, we've got the Jazz uh, laying four and a half. We have the Raptors getting six and a hook. And uh, the third burial game that we're going to give you tonight <laughs> is uh, late on the West Coast. Uh, like your chance spread. to get out. Your chance for a bailout special here. Warriors laying seven and a half against the Nuggets, who uh, got handled pretty well in game number one. Can the Warriors come back and do that again? Or you would actually anticipate that Steph Curry would have an even stronger game from a scoring standpoint, but are the Nuggets uh, that easily dissected uh, once you get past uh, Jokic uh, that uh, they don't have the firepower to be within seven and a half on the road against the Golden State Warriors? What do you think, Mike Luby-Lewis? I don't like that spread at all because the way Jokic can get fouled and the way Jokic, 
can slow down the pace, which is what the Warriors don't want. That's that's what happened in that game was, and the Nuggets, Mike Malone talked about it, was the Warriors started running, and the Nuggets without Porter Jr. and without Murray can't run. So that game got away from them, and I think they're going to do a better job keeping it close, but that's the thing. They won by that much without Curry even playing well. Curry's going to play more minutes. He didn't even start. He's going to play more minutes in this game. He's going to be better. Yeah. I, I think the Warriors win and they cover, but... <laughs> I think you're going to be a little anxious until uh, I hit zeros. All right. Well, you're predicting then. Uh, no, you're not predicting a chalk on this week. Not all because you do have the dog there in the Raptors yeah, game. Yeah, that's a tough call. I, I'm going to say the Nuggets uh, muscling up a little bit and keep this game close uh, and uh, get within seven and a hook. I'd be yeah. more than willing to take seven and a half. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, if they get trounced, so be it. Yeah. It just uh, seems like they would play a, a more competitive game, maybe tighten up a few things that uh, went wrong for them. Uh, they weren't hopelessly out of that game the entire game, were they? I mean, uh, it seemed like uh, at least a certain point. Yeah, maybe in the first three minutes they were in that ball game. Other than that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was a disaster. Yeah, 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 no, they pulled away. Yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, that turned ugly. And, uh, you know, the, the Warriors were just on fire, uh, you know, after a certain point. All right, um, so uh, there you go. Uh, there's your winner uh, and loser <laughs> slate for today. <laughs> Luby and I in agreement on uh, two of the games of the and three, uh, yeah. disagree completely on the Warriors game. So, um, you know, uh, go ahead and, and choose your poison, <laughs> as they say. I don't know that I would bet all three of those games. And, and the game that I would be the most sure of would be that uh, Jazz game. So they probably yeah. go down. <laughs> I was going to say the Dallas Mavericks. The only one I'm confident and is, then tomorrow, is that. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, the Grizzlies uh, take on the Timberwolves. And, and, you know, is it a must-win situation, my friend? Uh, you would think so if they lose two in a row at home. At home? Very, very ugly. I always love when the pressure's on the home team and they're in game two after having one stolen from them. This, this was a blowout, too. Uh, Timberwolves yep. were much the best in that ballgame. All right, that, that's going to do it for us. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy the ball yes, games sir. tonight. It's always great being with you on the Believe Network. Mike Luby Lubitz, uh, Mr. NBA. I'm Jeff DeForest, uh, which, uh, you know, I, I don't know the claim to be any expert on this, but, uh, you know, when we do bring you experts routinely, they end up having an opinion that proves out to be wrong. So... <laughs> Uh, keeps uh, you know intact uh, one of our favorite sayings, which is, if you could book the media's action, you would be a rich man today. So with that, good luck, everybody. And uh, no matter which side of the equation that you're on, remember, as we leave you on After Hours with Tifo and Luby, from Mike Luby Lewitz, I'm Jeff DeForest saying, you got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Verizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered 
with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.